as a result of this teaching, tadyatreta sutta sanastha samprasanna satnam navijanadi. In the first case, Prajapati instructed Indra, the self is obtaining the waking state, Yesha Akshini Purusha. <coughs> in the second case, Prajapati instructed with reference to the dream, Yesha Swapne Mahimana Chardi, Yesha Atma Edehovacha. So then, Atma, same Atma. Yesha, Yesha, same self, which was first instructed as obtaining in the eye, which is the drashta, the seer. Although literally what it means is, what is seen in the eye is drishya, the one that is seen. But the mind is a drashta, the seer, or in fact the essential nature of the seer, which is drishti means the consciousness. <coughs> Virindra could not get that. Then the second case, the instruction was, Yesha Svapne Mahivana Chardi. Where Prajapati thought the Indra would work it out, the first case Indra took literally. The nature of Atma is the one that is reflected in the eye. And therefore, he mistakenly understood that as reflection is Atma, which implies that the body is Atma. This is what Indra's understanding. Inasmuch as this gross body is not there in the dream state, so Indra would understand that Atma is the body is not the Atma. The one that is both in the waking as well as dream. That is the Atma, from that he will be able to understand that Atma is without the body. But again, Indra understood, I mean, took that literally, that the dreamer is the Atma. The first instruction Indra thought, the reflection is the Atma. Second instruction Indra thought, the dreamer is the Atma. And then also he said, this ignores any benefit. Nahatra Bhogyam Pashyami. That yes, the dreamer does not suffer from the various defects that the reflection suffers from. Then he could see that as far as the Atma reflection is concerned, then it, it has the same defects or limitations as this body. To the extent that Vadenasyanyate, that when this body is not there, Atma also is not there, so Atma gets destroyed. As far as dreamer is concerned, Indra could see that. But the death of the gross body, the dreamer would not die because the dreamer is a different body. <coughs> no, Vadenasyanyate. <coughs> but the dreamer has his own problems. Grantitvevayanam. We find that sometimes he does no kill the dreamer. Vichyadyantiva is chased. 
Apriyavetarvavati, very often he becomes the experiencer of unpleasant things. Rodhitiva, sometimes even cries, weeps. So, Atma, knowing Atma says that, Namatra Bhogim Pashami. What is the point in knowing Atma? There is crying and there is being killed and there is being changed. I don't think this is Atma that Pajapati taught. He comes back. In the third case then, Prajapati says, Tajatreta suptaha samattaha samprasanna svapnam navijanati. Now, the deep sleeper Atma is being told. So by the Anvaya Vedareka, the Nindra would know that the gross body is not the Atma, subtle body also is not the Atma. In the Sukta, the one who is sleeping, Samastha, one who is completely withdrawn, <coughs> Samprasanna, who is the, the pleased one, the serene one, <coughs> Svatnam Navijanati, eh, does not see any dreams. Ishatma, the Pasyatma. Idamrutam, idabhayam, idadbrahmaiti. In each case, of course, Pajapati did not fail to say that the Atma is Amrutam, Abhayam, idadbrahma. Atma is immortal, fearless, brahma, limitless. So when Indra concludes about the nature of Atma, you should also see whether his understanding of Atma satisfies this characteristic of being Amrutam, Abhayam, Brahma, that Indra did not tell him. Sashantara Prabhupada, Indra thought that he understood that the deep sleeper is the Atma. With a tranquil mind he returned from there also. But Aprapeva Devan, fortunately, even before he reached the Svarga, his reference to deep sleeper also, he saw this fear, this difficulty. Na aha khalvayam evam sampati atmanam janadi naivayam. A very minute as far as this atma is concerned, then also this problem is there. Sampati atmanam na janadi. Atma at this time in the deep sleep does not know the self. How I am Ahamasmiti na janati. I am such and such. In this manner, the self does not know itself in this state of deep sleep. The sleeper, Atma, does not know himself that I am so and so. No yoga imani bhutani. Nor does he know anything other than himself, this being that does not know. He gets as though lost. Vinayasam is, so he becomes adarshanam vivatno, he becomes as though lost. Means as good as not there. Looks like in the deep sleep state, atma attains the state of non being there, non existence, it ceases to exist. Namatra bhogyam pashyami, suddenly I do not see any benefit in this. <coughs> Again he came back. 
So understand that the instruction that Prajapati gave Indra in the first kandika that we just read, Magavan Martyam Vayagam Shariram He Magavan He Indra Yen Manya Se Akshadarakshana Samprasarakshanatmana Uppa Vinashamivapita Bhavadidi Yen Manya Se Because Indra thought that Atma gets lost as though Atma becomes not dead as though Meaning, Atma ceases to exist, Atma dies. Looks like deep sleep, there is no Atma. The Atma is there as a conscious entity. Then, in our experience, then, a self is self-conscious. So, whenever I am there, I am self-conscious, meaning I know myself, and I know things other than myself. That is called exist. So when do you say I am? When do you say I am? When I am conscious. Conscious of what? I am conscious of myself. And I am conscious of things other than myself. If it exists right now in the waking state, then I know that I am. Even the dream state also, the self knows itself as well as the things other than itself. Therefore, in dream also, we accept that the self exists. So his criterion for determining that the self is, Atma is, is when Atma the self knows itself as such and such and knows things other than itself. That is called self-consciousness. The deep sleep state, self-conscious of this nature is not that ever Indra concluded that Atma is as good as not there, as though not there. He does not think that Atma is really not there, meaning that he does not think that his conclusion is right. Because Prajapati said, Etad Amrutam Abhayam Etad Brahma, that Atma is immortal, fearless, Brahma, therefore he accepted Prajapati's words that Atma is immortal, but he, therefore he says, I feel as though Atma is not there in deep sleep state. Because the criterion for being there, for Atma, is being conscious. And what do you mean by being conscious when you know yourself as well as you know others? There is not there in deep sleep state, therefore Atma is not there. <coughs> Say, Indra, your conclusion then when you say, Aksha, Dhyadrakshana, Samprasadakana, Atma, Maya, Uttaha, Indra, the Atma that I talked about, as actually Purusha, as a person, the conscious being in the eye, that's a waker, and the dreamer, and the sleeper, Samprasadakana, the serene one, which Atma I spoke to you about, which you conclude that the Atma in the deep sleep state becomes lost, is just good as not there. So what's the reason why you came to the conclusion that Atma is not there? Because you are equating the existence of body with the existence of Atma. <coughs> 
point is that your conclusion that I am is when the body is. And there is a body in the waking state. There is a body in the dream state. And therefore, you conclude that Atma is I am. And in deep sleep state, you say I am not that. Is not because the I is not that, because the body is not that. So your conclusion that Atma is in the waking state, in the dream state, is because you are equating Atma with the body. And by the word body, Vashyakara says, we should include both the gross as well as subtle bodies. Then the waking state, the gross and subtle bodies both are there. The dream says the subtle body is there. And so you are equating Atma as a body. And the absence of body is interpreted by you as the absence of Atma. So then with reference to what Indra understood as Atma, from that point on Prajavadi continues this instruction. Atma, which I describe the waker, dreamer, deep sleeper. You came to conclusion that Atma ceases to exist in deep sleep state. Understand the reason. Shrutatrakayam. Listen to the reason why you came to this conclusion. That's the way to teach. Teaching where the student is. And so, not just what Prajapati wants to teach, but then what in, where Indra is, what his understanding of Atma is, starting from there to giving the true understanding. Then only, then only Indra will be able to relate to the teaching of the teacher, Prajapati. If Prajapati does talk about Atma, independent of an Indra's understanding, then perhaps Indra may not be able to connect what Prajapati says. To help Indra understand the true nature of Atma, Prajapati says, listen, the reason why you thought that Atma gets as though lost in deep state is Idam shariram yat pashyati tad etad martyam. So martyam va idam shariram. Idam means this. Yat pashyasi tad, that which is pashyasi, that which is perceptible to you, evident to you. Which you know as such and such. So that is martyam. So that which creates in you, the idea of being conscious about myself and conscious of others is a shariram. Atma is consciousness all right, but Atma is unqualified consciousness. So what makes you conscious with qualification? So consciousness when it becomes qualified, Atma is unqualified consciousness, as though it becomes qualified 
on account of this body being taken as Atma, not the body doesn't do that. Taking body to be Atma is what creates the notion of I being so and so. That I am a qualified being, meaning that I am the being with attributes, with a distinction. That I am dis- the I is distinguished from other, other things. Therefore, to know Atma as a distinct being, is what we think Atma is a distinct being. Only when I know the Atma is a distinct being, then only I can say that I am. When the distinction of I from others gets lost, it looks like Atma is lost. So people think that the I will no more exist. Abhaya Bhaya Darshina. So Guru Bhattacharya said that this yogi is, sees fear and what is fearless? Meaning that when there is no conscious, no qualified consciousness about the self, one feels that there is no self. Therefore in meditation also when that awareness of body etc. is not there, then you feel that I am not there. <coughs> Then very early it is not so. You never cease to exist. Existence being your nature, it cannot be that you are not there regardless of what the state of mind is. So whether you are aware of a distinct self, self or not, the self can never cease to exist. So your conclusion that you are a distinct being, having such and such qualification, I am so and so. That also means that I am a distinct being, distinct from others who are not so and so. That I am also aware of other people, meaning that I am the drashta, the subject with other people that are objects. And so, in the waking and dream stage, you know the self is a distinct entity, conscious entity, this conscious and distinct entity. The distinction no more remains a deep sleep state. So Indra concludes that consciousness also does not remain. Because consciousness and distinction are equated. The sense of my being distinct from others is caused by my equating myself with these gross and subtle bodies. That not being there, somehow the equation is there, the I does not exist. Your notion of your being a distinct self comes from this body. And then you feel that I got lost, Atma got lost, that's Atamrutyana. It is a body that is mortal and of course an additional thing is that Atamrutyana, which is not necessary to say, you know, as far as the, the instruction of Atma is concerned. Gastam satanameva mrityana is always under the grasp of the death. Bhashyakara said the reason why this additional thing was said about the body, that not only the body is mortal, but that it is always under the gra- in the grasp of the death, is vairagyasam visheshayati uchyade. 
They are being saved for developing vairāgya, dispassion with the body because it is always under the grasp of death. It is not that death will occur sometime, that death is constantly occurring. Kathamnā deha vimāyata viraktasan nivartetaiti how would this person become free from identifying with the body? Or this is from the identifying the body. <coughs> because that is required to know the Atma. So Vairāgya is the most important qualification for knowledge. What Vairāgya means is, or dispassion means, is that my mind is free from passion for everything. Is passion or raga and vesha is what distracts the mind from the self. So vairāgya means a state of mind which is free from any distraction. So mind left to itself will remain tranquil. So raga dvesha, they drag the mind away. And that's why vairāgya is the most important qualification. So when Prajapati says, Magavan Martyam Vayadam Shariram, when Prajapati uses the word Shariram, he means what? So, Mano, I mean, Sashayavari, Sa Indriya Manovi, Manovi, Mano Indriya Manovi, Sa. He is the, along Shariya includes both the mind as well as the sense organs, meaning the Gross and subtle bodies. <clears throat> so now, what's the relationship between the body and the Atma? If body is not the Atma, then there was some reason why I take the body to be Atma. If body is not the Atma, his body that is subject to death is mortal, which means Atma is not subject to death. Then what's the relation between body and the Atma? What's the reason why I think Atma is mortal when in fact the body is mortal? Meaning that what's the reason why I take the body to be myself? Why is there this habitual identification of the body? Why is it so? And so says Tadasya Amrutasya Asayasya Atmana Adhishthanam this body has a special relation with Atma. It is very proximate to Atma. Adhishthanam is the very seat of the Atma, is the very seat of the locus or manifestation of Atma. So Atma by nature is unmanifest. Atma becomes manifest as a distinct entity. Atma on its own is what? Non-distinct. Unqualified. Atma manifests as a qualified self, a qualified entity on account of his body. So what is it that makes the unqualified Atma, it is as though it is qualified. A non-distinct Atma as though it is distinct. 
So what is responsible for that is this body. So body is the place where atma, the consciousness, becomes manifest. As what? As a distinct entity. As a qualified consciousness. So that is called manifestation. This is called creation. All creation of the nature of the unqualified becoming qualified, the indistinct becoming <coughs> distinct. One as though becoming many. Nasya, Amrudasya, Asharinasya, Atmana, Adishthana. Understand that Atma is Amrutaha. Body there is Martyam, Atma is immortal. Further, Asharirasya. What is the reason why Atma is immortal? Because Asharira is unembodied. Anything that is embodied is going to be mortal. The reason why Atma is immortal is because it is unembodied. Asharirasya. So even though the word Bhashyakara said, Amruta is immortal, is sufficient for one to arrive at the understanding that Atma, body is not the Atma. And still, Prajapati, quality distinct, I mean, you specified, made it very clear that Atma is Asharirah, unembodied. Ashakara said that the reason why this additional thing was said is because somebody may think that Atma is uh, not tangible, not gross, it's intangible like vibe, etc. And it may be savayam and whatever it is, you know. Why should... But anyway, so to eliminate that possibility, the Pampajavani said, Asharyasya. But then it has to be said, when you say Magvan Martyam Vayadam Shariram, <coughs> this body is mortal, it must be very, very clear that Atma is unembodied. The mortality belongs to body, Atma is Asharira, is unembodied, never mortal. Samrutasya, Asharirasya. But that equation, the Amruta means Asharira is long, is a long stretch equation. For someone like Indra, who equates body to be Atma, for him to, to, to come to understanding that Amruta means the Sharira, he may, but he is not shown that kind of intelligence so far, you know. So it must be clarified that Amruta means a Sharira. The reason why Atma is immortal is because Atma is a Sharira, means unembodied. <coughs> Adhishthana means the seed of manifestation. Vaishyaka is various reasons, I mean explanation, but basically it is a seed of manifestation of Atma. <coughs> this mortal body is a seed of manifestation of immortal Atma. <coughs> and then, so Atma is immortal, which is limitless, which is unembodied, which is formless. Because manifest through this body, that is mortal, that is a form, that is tangible, that is the strength, and that is the problem. 
So that is the problem that ātmā requires this body to become manifest. So when it is said, so kāmāyata bhausyāṁ prajā, that means this only. That Ishwara Paramātmā thought that bhausyāṁ may become many, may take, but that means what? Become associated with something that is subject to birth, prajāya, means subject to death, meaning mortal. So the immortal chooses the vehicle of a mortal entity in order to become, that's the only way to become manifest, as though. So that being case, nobody is free from the habitual error of identifying with the body, because of ignorance. So Bhāsakara said that what is Sashaira? And then Prajapati further said, Atovai Sashaira Priya Priya Bhyam. Atmi Dasharira. Then the one is Sashaira, one is embodied, is never free from the attack of the Priya and Apriya. What is Sashaira? And Atma by nature is Asharya, unembodied. Where is the question of being Sasharira, being embodied? How can Asharira become Sasharira? Even if Asharira manifests through body, why should it become Sasharira? Asharira Swastya Atmana, Tadyo Aham Shariram, Sharimayachahamidi, Abhivekat. So this is what ignorance does. Ignorance does aviveka is non-discrimination, non-distinction. Tadiv aham shairam, shairam evacham, that body I am and I am the body only. It aviveka, so on account of the lack of viveka, distinguishing, discriminating, separating the atma from the body. Even though Atma and body are altogether of different natures, that body is mortal, Atma is... In every way Atma is Virakshana, enjoys characteristic distinct from the body. And they are never one. Well, unfortunately, Atma is where the body... The body is not where the Atma is. Atma is where the body is. The body is not where Atma is, meaning the Atma is consciousness and body is not there. But where the body is, Atma is, because body enjoys consciousness on account of it being the seed of manifestation of Atma. So what happens is, because this body is the Adhisthana, the seed of manifestation of Atma, therefore, Atma is as though present in the body, because of which the body becomes enlivened, becomes also sentient, and that is how the problem is created. Again, Vedantins cannot explain. How can the how can Atma make the body consentient? Atma is one reality, which is Paramarika Satta. And body is another reality, Vyavarik Satta, there is no connection between them. 
See, the basic problems are there in explaining. There cannot be a real samindha or association of atma with the body. And still we find it there, and so you to give an explanation of adhyasika samindha. Samindha the relationship that the body has or atma has with the body is adhyasika, is the one of superimposition. Purusha prakrutishthohi bhunte prakruti jāna-gunān. The purusha identified with prakruti. Then becomes a bhokta, becomes an experiencer, becomes a karta, etc. <coughs> because kartrutva, bhokta belong to the body, gross and subtle bodies. On account of identification of the body, which means both gross and subtle bodies, ātmā as though becomes karta, bhokta. So it's an iffy thing, you know. So that's why they call it māyā and this and so, because this is inexplicable. So you give different models. Ātmā gets reflected, you know, it gets... So whether it is pachimimba, avacchaya becomes, you know, becomes circumscribed by, like the space being circumscribed by the part. Space and part is no relation at all. And still the notion of part space is somehow created. So so consciousness and body is no relation whatever. And still the body being sentient creates the notion that the body is the Atma. <coughs> so Tadevaham Shariram Sharimayavachahamidi Avivekata. So this is Adhyasa, superimposition. And some will call this Ragnyanamadi. They don't go further. So this is Ragnyanas. But then they don't go to Mula Ragnyanam, etc. No. Anyway. But then Vedanta, mainstream Vedanta feels that Ragnyanam should be explained as Avarana and Vikshaba. Not only Vikshaba is ignorance, Avarana also is there because Vikshaba cannot wear if Avarana is not there. <coughs> So, ātmāva sa-sharīratvam, identifying the body is called sa-sharīratvam. Not that ātmā becomes embodied, but the identification of the, the body creates the notion of being embodied. <coughs> In the world then further notions are created. So, sa-sharīraha, atah, grastha, priya, priya, bhyā. What is meant by in the grasp of death? Atma is constantly in the grasp of death. Is priya priya is the death? The pleasant and pleasant. The dvandva. The pair of opposites which are represented by priya and apriya. That includes all the pairs of opposites. So there is heat and cold, comfort and discomfort, pleasant and unpleasant. Honor and dishonor, success and failure, birth and death, everything. So moment you connect yourself with the body, then everything that is connected to the body becomes connected with you. So body means what is it? Atamrityuna. The body is constantly in the grasp of death. So this is the death. Is what? 
So that's why I say Atta Priya Priyamiham. First it Atta Mutyana, then says Atta Priya Priyamiham. It is under the grasp of the Priya and Priya. You can never be free from the, the attack of the pairs of opposites as long as the identity body is there. <coughs> Meaning body in itself can never be free from the pairs of opposites because it's prakriti. Dvandva is the very nature of prakriti. So prakriti has to be one or the other. That yin and yang and Chinese people talk about that. Yes, there is pairs of opposites. We are much clearer than what anybody else is as far as this is concerned. But anyway, so prakriti means dvandva. And body is prakriti. And the body can never free from dvandva because it is nature of prakriti and therefore nature of body. is not that body is attacked by, you know, body itself is, you know, product of dvandva. So, navasai, navai, sasharira satyaha, sataha, sasharira sataha, priya apriyo apahati asti. So, as long as there is sasharira tvam embodied so long, like apahati vichedaha, you know, so vinasha, uchedaha, etc. So, there cannot be elimination or cessation, destruction of this priya and apriya in the pairs of opposites. <coughs> Then, tampunaha dehavimanat. So, because of dehavimana, identifying the body, he is the thing that is priya, so priya priya is there. But then, nivartita abhiveka jnanam. So, asharira sarupa vijnanena. Rakara Vijnanam, the Vishesh Jnanam. So Jnanam is always about Atma. What? Vijnanam, Vishesh Jnanam. What is the Vishesh Jnanam? Asharira Swarupoham. Asharirohaham. That unembodied. That Vishesh Jnanam should take place. So Jnanam is there, Vijnanam should be there. Therefore, Asharira Swarupa Vijnanena. By this vijnanam, this specific knowledge that ashari roham, I am unembodied. Therefore, nivadar aviveka jnanam, by the knowledge of which knowledge? The aviveka jnanam. The, the knowledge coming from non-discrimination, that I am the body. So, by knowing that I am Brahman, the knowledge that or, or the ignorance that I am body becomes eliminated. So this has been discussed earlier. Is not enough that Atma is consciousness, because consciousness and Atma is not opposed to ignorance or aviveka. Therefore, the distinct viveka should take place. I am Asharira. I am Brahman. So Either Amrutam Abhayam, Amrutam Abhayam, Etat Brahma. That's how one should know oneself. Then only the idea of Sasharidatma will go. Asariram Vasandam na Priya Priya Sprushadaha. And then the Priya Priya, so na Sprushadaha. So it's not that they stop now attacking him. They never attacked him. 
तो अशरीरता तो स्वरूप अशरीरता मीन द स्टेट ऑफ बींग अनएम्बॉडी स्वरूप नेचर तत्र धर्म अधर्म असंभवाष्यकर कहेंगे धर्म अधर्म धर्म अधर्म कार्य फॉर वॉट एवर रीजन एनी वे सो देट यू बिकम सब्जेक्ट टू द एक्सपीरियंस ऑफ द्वंद्व द प्लेजेंट पेनफुल एक्सेट्रा इज डू धर्म एंड अधर्म सो धर्म मीन्स पुण्य कर्मा ब्रिंग द वर्ल्ड प्रियम द एक्सपीरियंस ऑफ द प्लेजेंट अधर्म और पापा ब्रिंग द वर्ल्ड एक्सपीरियंस एंड प्लेजेंट so the pleasant and unpleasant are there on account of the cause which is papa and punya or dharma and adharma so vasikara says that this this dvandva or priya and apriya being the effect of dharma and adharma and dharma and adharma have no connection with atma being akarta and therefore dharma and adharma so तथयो असंभवात इट इज इम्पॉसिबल इन धर्म अधर्म कैनॉट बी पॉसिबली धैर्य आत्मा अशरीर तो स्वरूप में बिकॉज बी अनएम्बॉडेड इज स्वरूप इन द ट्रू नेचर ऑफ आत्मा देवर देर दिस नो कर्तृत्व और भक्तृत्व देवर धर्म एंड अधर्म हैव नो प्लेस इन द आत्मा न कर्तृत्व न कर्माणी लोक से सृजति प्रभु न कर्म फल संयोग भगवदगीता क्लियरली दट कर्तृत्व एंड कर्माणी कर्तृत्व कारृत्व न सुधि प्रभु सो आत्मा डज नॉट हव कर्तृत्व नॉर कारृत्व न च कर्म फल संयोग नीदर भोक्तृत्व और भोजयृत्व नन ऑफ दम इज देर इन आत्मा देवर धर्माधर्म असंभव सो कर्मणी अकर्म पश्चेत अकर्म से कर्म देवर वेर कर्तृत्व इज देर देर धर्म अधर्म गत संगस्य मुक्तस्य मुक्त मीन्स वॉट वन इज फ्री फ्रॉम दिस धर्म अधर्म और दिस कर्तृत्व भोक्तृत्व सो इन आत्मा देर इम्पॉसिबिलिटी ऑफ दी कर्तृत्व दर्वर धर्म धर्म तत्कार्य भाव दूरता धर्म धर्म नॉट देर देन द इफेक्ट ऑफ धर्म प्रिया प्रिया कैनॉट बी देर इन आत्मा अतः न प्रिया प्रिय स्पृशत है दीजन वाय प्रिय न प्रिय हैव नो कॉन्टैक्ट विद आत्मा then when question was raised here nanu yadi so on the page what is 404 nanu yadi priyapi asharira nasprushadi iti anmagavata uktam susuptastha vinasham api tabhodi tadeva hinapi apannam so looks like it is a state of no experience you know so bhagavan indra said that In the deep sleep state, Atma is not there. 
So what was the reason why Indra concluded that Vinashami Vapido Bhavati, Atma also gets lost or ceases to exist in deep sleep because of experience? Now you are saying that the wise person also doesn't have an experience. What is experience? Pleasant or unpleasant? That's the experience. So wise person also does not experience the pleasant and unpleasant. Then what way is the difference in the state of deep sleep? The deep sleeper pragna also does not have any experience. And you say wise person also does not experience of priya and a priya. Both of them look alike, you know. Mokshasya apumarsatvam shankare. What's the reason, what's the point in having moksha like that? So you become liberated means what? You know experience. So mokshasya apumarsatvam shankare. So priyas parsha bhavam shutva. He doesn't mind apriyas parsha. Asparsha. Then there is no conduct. Apriya is no problem. But then Priya also is not there. So happiness and unhappiness, wise person, because free from both happy, unhappiness and happiness also. So it is desirable that you become free from unhappiness, experience unhappiness. When you say that the wise person does not have experience of happiness also, so what does he have then? Is no experience? You want to experience happiness. If moksha means that there is absence of experience of happiness also, then what's the point in that moksha? In Bhagavata Uttam, Sushuptasta, Vinashami Vapido Bhavadeti, Tadevahyas Apandam. Looks like the state of being liberated, mukta, and the deep sleep, both of them are similar or same. Both of them are characterized by lack of experience. Lack of awareness or lack of experience also both. When he says that in the deep sleeper he is not aware of himself, nor is he aware of any other than himself, meaning does not experience himself, nor does he experience any other than himself. You know, that's, you can call it awareness or experience. So deep sleeper is free from any kind of experience or himself and things other than himself. And here you are saying that the wise person also is now free from any experience of the pleasant and unpleasant. So, it may look like both these states are the same. The mukta, liberated one, and the leaf sleeper both seem to be the same. So, vinashayama apyudra bhavati, if being existent, is characterized by an experience, specific experience. How do I know that I exist? Because I experience priya or apriya. When there is no experience of pleasant or unpleasant, then how do you know that you are? Thing is that, how do you say that you are there? I can say I am there because I experience something. No experience being not being there. So wise person is Looks like from the description as well as not being there. Naisha dosha dharma dharma karyayo sashchari samandhino 
priyapriyo pratishedasya mokshitatvar. Understand the happiness of two kinds. Nimittikam sugam and nirnimittam sugam. Happiness which is caused by something and that is uncaused happiness. So in order to in fact clarify that along this dharma, dharma, etc., we talked about the Vashyagara. So dharma, dharma, karya, yo, so the happiness and unhappiness, which are negated in ātmā. In ātmā, both not only unhappiness, but happiness also is negated. But it is said that the wise person does not have any association with the unhappiness or happiness. Then what is denied there? The only incidental unhappiness and unhappiness is denied. So, kāda chitkayo eva priyāpeyo nishedahaiti. There is a happiness, this kāda chitka meaning which is incidental. And there is happiness which is essential. So, there is one āgantuka or kāda chitka or happiness happening now and then. And there is happiness which is the essential nature of the self. So there is happiness that can be denied, a happiness that cannot be denied. <coughs> so the very verse parsha, Vashagar takes up. Na priyapeyo sparsha asti, apahati asti sparsha. So sparsha shabda agama payano is sparsha shabdo dushtaha. Your sparsha or the touch or the contact. The word contact can be used only with reference to that, that is subject to coming and going, that is impermanent. Sparsha or contact can be there with only that with which there is no contact at some point. I am in contact with somebody when you say, that is, mean that means I am in contact with somebody now, Means I was not in contact with that somebody earlier, you know. And perhaps I will not be in contact later also. I am in contact with this. So very word contact shows only what? Incidental. Something occurs now and then, something that is not permanent. Vasakar is a word sparsha or contact cannot be used for something that is permanent. It's always used for something that is impermanent. So, āgamā pāyana. Two which appear and disappear. Kādāchitka, which is there now and not there later. Yatā śīta sparsha, uṣṇa sparsha. Like Devadatta, when he takes a deep, you know, so we dip in the Ganges water, there is what? Śīta sparsha. When that fellow comes out in 115 degrees, you know, Fahrenheit, then Ushna Sparsha. So Devadatta can be said to have the contact with cold when it is in, in the Ganges water, or contact with heat when it is in the hot scorching sun. So Devadatta, who is devoid of that heat and cold, can be said to have contact with heat and cold. But Agni, can you say that the fire is in contact with heat? So Agni, Ushna Prakashayo, 
We never use the expression the fire is in contact with heat, the fire is in contact with light. Because heat and light are the essential nature of fire. Fire is, means heat and light. So you cannot be in contact with yourself. For being in contact, that with which you are in contact must be necessarily different from yourself. You cannot be said to be in contact with yourself. Contact presupposes always two entities, which are sometimes not in contact. But they have called a swarup or nature, which you always are. And therefore, it is one with you, therefore, the notion of contact cannot be with reference to your. You are not in contact with you, are yourself, not in contact with yourself. With reference to you, you are yourself, not in contact with yourself. So when they said that the wise person is not in contact with happiness, it must be that happiness which can be in contact, which cannot be in contact also. Means wise person is free from the contact with, contact with happiness, which is what? Which is subject to coming and going. Kādāsitkam. And what is coming and going? So always coming and going is determined by karma. Parabdha or karma. So it is your dharma karma or punya that created the contact with happiness. Adharma or papa that created contact with unhappiness. Atma vingrahta akarta. Therefore there is no dharma dharma. Never no question of the happiness and unhappiness. So what is denied in atma is the incidental happiness and not the essential happiness. So through this, Vashyakara takes the occasion of bringing out the nature of Atma. So in the Upanishad, this word sparsha, na priya priya apahati asti. And so that a priya priya na spushadaha. So navai sarsharyasya sadhava priya apanyasti. So priya asayinam vavasandam na priya priya spushadaha. So that is the word that Mahashaka <coughs> takes to explain how the priya and a priya are not the nature of Atma. Because this, there, there is a sparsha. There is sparsha or contact with priya, sparsha or priya. So that with which Atma is contact can be inherent in Atma. So what is denied is the priya and a priya which are separate from Atma. But Happiness which is inherent in Atma is undeniable, you know, is non-negatable. You cannot negate the heat and light in the fire. Just as you cannot say fire is in contact with heat and light, you cannot say. So also you can never say that fire is devoid of heat and light because fire is heat and light. <coughs> Similarly, Atma also is Vijnanam Anandam Brahma. Atma is Brahma of the nature of Vijnana of consciousness and Ananda. Ananda Brahma is Vijana, that Ananda is Brahma. Bhuma Sukham Yoga Bhuma, that Sukham is Anantam, infinite alone is Sukham. So everywhere Atma is, is revealed or described as Sukha Swarupa of the nature of happiness. 
and now you become happy. If by being liberated you become happy, if moksha makes you happy, then that is a, if there is any kari or effect, it is caused by something. If that effect is there, then if the cause goes away, then the effect also will not be. So moksha cannot be caused. Moksha cannot be an event. That I got liberated at certain this time, you cannot say that because then before that you were bound. Then you are giving reality to, when you give reality to moksha, you are giving reality to bondage also, you know. So it's not that you got liberated at certain this time. As maybe you can say at certain this time I realized that I was always liberated. So wise person's knowledge is not I am liberated. That I was always liberated. Nitya Muktoham. Not that I am liberated now. <coughs> you can say if you want to say, you know, that he got liberated. Just say he learned that I am the tenth. So he became tenth man. By knowing that he is a tenth man. If, he, if his knowledge I became tenth man, I got tenth man, then it cannot be true knowledge. Oh, I always was tenth man. So this Vashikara, I mean, you know, explain why did the Shruti nas prushataha asarim vavasandam na priya prayas prushataha. The priya and apriya do not touch or contain the unembodied. <coughs> Meaning unembodied is free from contact with anything. And so priya apriya denied is that which is incidental. That sukha is the inherent nature of the Atma. Vashyagara further explores this, we'll see it next time. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Tadehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shantisha Tishanti Hari O Shri Guru Namaha Hari